you know that fresh produce is the best produce. That's why at Kroger, we invest in local farmers to bring you seasonal picks that taste fresh from the farm good, like sweet corn, refreshing watermelon, and juicy peaches. So whether you're a delivery lover, a picker-upper, or you shop in-store, your local produce always tastes 100% fresh, or you get a 100% refund guaranteed. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Spadrosian throws to Sandberg, and the pitch is grounded to second base. Thompson has it, throws to first. It's over! 27 years of waiting have come to an end. The Giants have won the pennant. All right, Brad, we are back. Last week, we thought there was a small chance that there was going to be a deal done by the time our podcast went up, and it didn't happen. No. And then the owners basically put more deadlines on the players. <laughs> there, I think there's another deadline tonight, maybe? Yeah, they're in negotiations right now as we speak. Uh uh, one report I saw said that it is going to be a long night of negotiations. But that, you know, that's better than no negotiations, yes. right? So, yes. I mean, I will take that in a heartbeat. I'd, I'd rather them spend a, a very long night of negotiations. And if they don't come to a conclusion, that's fine. At least they'll come closer on some things instead of the, what the owners called a deadlock the other day. And if they do not come to an agreement tonight, the owners or Rob uh, Manafred is saying that they're going to cancel another series or two of games. Yeah, he said, I think the deadline today, <clears throat> so we're doing this on Tuesday, March 8th. Uh, he said the deadline was today to have a 162 game season. Uh, but, th but then another report said in order for them to do less than 162 games, um, that has to be agreed upon by the <laughs> players association. Yeah. And it's not, I mean, it, it kind of just seems a little willy nilly, doesn't it? Like, yeah. Uh, you know, so, uh, so we have a comment from our, our buddy, Jeremy, who's been a guest on this show. Before. Uh, hey, what's up? He says, sure. Love the owner saying there's no money, but the Apple TV deal falls out of the sky. <laughs> We're going to save this Apple TV thing for the last segment of the show, because yeah. what I realized is that Brad and I are big fans of, all of these different places where you can find content. Yes. And other people were really frustrated because they're like, I already pay X for this. I don't want to have to pay another thing for, you know, for this other service. And the way that I think of it is you and I grew up in the era of cable. Everybody had to have cable to get your stations. We had to have ESPN. That was like the only must cable station back in the day. But ESPN has figured out that, you know, we do want live sports. We want basketball. We're going to pay heavy for basketball. We want baseball, too. We just don't want as much as we used to have. We'll, we'll let other places take it. It doesn't do the greatest for us, except if it's uh, Yankees, Red Sox, which is why it's every other Saturday night. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, they, but, play, uh, they play 100 out of 162 <laughs> games, right? It feels like. But, but so... What what it ha what happens is is like it becomes a little bit more a la carte, but if you're not a part of the service that it's a la carte with, then you're like kind of mad. And I looked at it, yeah. I was like, great, I love Apple TV, yeah, uh, more, more stuff. And then you I, and I other... both have it, so and it's great. And I had and other then... people going like, 
Oh my gosh, another thing I have to subscribe to for six months. This is such a pain. And I go, yeah, yeah I get it. I, I can I can empathize with that, especially if you're a little bit younger and you know you're still kind of early in your career and this yeah. whole TV thing. I, I totally I totally get it. But to me, well, I was like, yes, I love it. And our friend Ash Day, who lives in England. I, I mean, I, I assume they have Apple TV. We're going to have to talk to him and figure yeah, there's that out. There's only eight countries, I think, that or I saw that are going to be able to use Apple TV. Or there's like a small number. It's not like yeah. everywhere. Well, and see, now for him, he's you know big f- football, uh, soccer fan, as they call football there. Um, and, and so they get all the games, every game, all the leagues, everything else on all just the regular channels. But here we're in that situation where if I want to watch English Premier League soccer, I get the one or two games that they show me. Yeah. Or I can subscribe to Peacock or Paramount Plus, or I, I mean, I can't even keep up with it because there's so many different things. And I, and I'm afraid that's what baseball is starting to do, but we'll, yeah, we'll definitely talk about that. Cause that's, that's a strange one. All right. Let, let's continue down this uh, slight lockout road. Now we're not going to spend a whole lot of time because at this point, the, the points have been <laughs> made and, you know, and really it's, it's now about this competitive balance tax, which, is a fancy way of saying we don't necessarily want a salary cap, but we want to punish teams who go over this number. And so what happens is the teams don't want to be punished. So they treat it like a salary cap. I think only the Dodgers and the Padres went over the tax this year. Well, do you know how much the Padres went over? No. A dollar (laughs) (laughs) 50. That's what I heard. I don't, I'm sure that was a little bit of a, a stretch. So the, the players <laughs> want this ceiling increased because rightfully so they see that the owners are going to go under it. They're not going to go over it, especially if they don't have an opportunity to win. So this small, these small market teams, now there's no salary floor, which could be something that would be helpful to force some of these teams to, to spend money. But the owners are like, you know what? We, we don't mind increasing this, uh, the ceiling of this competitive balance tax, but we don't want to increase it as high as you want us to because what's going to happen is the younger players are going to make all the money and the veterans are not going to make any money. And I think the veteran players, you, know, you see Max Scherzer and guys like that, they're like, look, we are doing this for the younger players, for the future of this game. We're going to you're going to make your money if you are a good player, uh, you know, and players are aging into their late 30s and 40s and still being able to play. I don't know how old Scherzer is. He looks like he's 50, but he's (laughs) he's, uh, you know, he's still he he, would he make 100 million for two years or something with the Mets. So, Uh, yeah, yeah, there's no he's fine. Yeah. And then there's a reason why they are fighting for the younger generation, because. These guys are fine. I mean, yeah. they've made their bank. They've made their purse. They're they're good to go for a very, very long time. And for the younger players, it's not like they said, we want complete free agency. They haven't said, we want to change, you know, everything about arbitration. They're just trying to sort of advance to what they think is best. And the owners are saying, nope, we like it the way it is. We kicked your ass at the last, uh, at the last uh, arbitrate <laughs> or the last deal. And we want to keep kicking your asses because that's how we make the most money. So uh, do you have a prediction this time around? A prediction for when it's going to end? Are we close? Are we close? Oh, man. 
I, last time I said we're pretty far. And, and the reason for that was because every time they would come to the table and get close on one thing, they would get further on the other thing. So that's why I just kept saying, you know, I, I, this is going to go on forever. But you know how it goes with these negotiations? We're getting reports from reporters about this, about that, about this. Maybe we're not getting the positives. Maybe we're not getting to hear all the stuff that is actually happening, that the things that they've actually closed on. Um, so it could be five or six things that they're trying to hash out. We could have a deal tonight. I mean, it, it could all of a sudden just happen where, hey, we've got a deal. I My prediction, my, my prediction is I'd say at least four more days. Mm. I, I, I'd say at least four more days and not four calendar days, four more negotiation days. This is one of them. Um, that CBT that you were talking about. Um, I have a little background on that. Do you want to go into that yeah, now? Or do you, yeah, sure. So I was reading that article. Ken Rosenthal had a fantastic article in The Athletic. So just in case um, people don't subscribe to The Athletic out there, I can kind of tell you what's going on. So it was originally established in 1996 in the CBA via one. Tell me if you've heard of this guy. He used to go negotiate for the MLB. Rob Manfred. So he was the <laughs> one of the labor negotiators at the time um, after the strike and everything else. So the 1996 CBA was thrown in there. It was implemented then in the 97, 98, 99 season, uh, removed in 2000, 2001, uh, came back in 2002 with a fixed threshold uh, that would go into place as it is today. So today it's a fixed threshold. Well, there was a handshake agreement that uh, Manfred said had happened. Uh, Gene Orza, if you guys remember that name from back in the 90s, he was mm -hmm. the um, um, head of the uh, Players Association Union. And he was one of the head negotiators. And he said, no, we, we wouldn't have agreed to a a flat, right. no changing threshold. Because then what happens is you get this threshold that stays here, your revenues go like this, and all that extra revenue just goes to the owners. It doesn't it's go to stupid. the players. It doesn't yeah. make any sense whatsoever. Yeah, so there's no way that they would have done that. So, so you know, Ken got a hold of both of them for this article, and Gene said, this is the dumbest thing. We, we never agreed to any of this. We're trying to get this changed. It was never agreed to that this would stay that way forever. And Manfred saying, well, we agreed to it. So, so this is what it is. Yeah. So right now they're fighting over where to start. It's around the $228, $238 million threshold. Um, Players Association wants it to start at 238 and within a year or two end up at 260 uh, because they're seeing the revenue growth of Major League Baseball. Um, are, now are they overshooting because they're, they're, we're having this extended lockout and are you going to get the fans back? Are the prices going to remain the same? So I have, a, I have some break. Uh, I guess not really no. breaking news, but breaking. Um, so the latest, and by the time people may listen to this on the podcast, this may even be old news, but this is the latest here, which is by Evan Drellich. MLB's proposed luxury tax thresholds now start at 230 mm. and run to 242, sources tell me and Andy McCullough. But there remain strings attached to CBT and other issues players are concerned with in MLB's offer full proposal not immediately known. So they're creeping mm. up that number 
But if I understand how this has been working, every time they make a concession, <laughs> they then ask for something else that they hadn't yeah. asked for before. So that's part of this deal here. Well, one of the things I read earlier is that if the owner said, well, if we're going to raise it, then we're going from 12 playoff teams, which which they've agreed on. So so if there is a, if there is a CBA agreement um, anytime soon, it's, it's going to have 12 teams. It's going to have 12 playoff teams. They pretty much agreed on that. MLB wants 14. Players Association wants 14 with, you know, the two out of three, the ghost win that we talked I, about. I have an idea. I, ooh, I'd like to hear this. All right, well, we'll, we'll save it. I want to talk right, about one more anyway. thing, and then yeah. we'll go into my playoff idea. This is how the, where yeah. the players – I say the players should go to 14, and I have I have an idea that may make some sense. It's just more fun than anything else. But, yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, so the the one of the things that – the owners want is for uh Manafred to basically be able to change a rule with 45 days notice. And one of these rules talked about is some sort of ability to change the way you can shift your defense because they believe that this causes less hits and, I don't think it necessarily causes less hits. I think what happens is is it changes the way that players hit because if you are constantly having to hit against a shift, you might as well put the ball in the air because they cannot shift against the ball going over the fence. And so that's part of this, you know, the, this whole home run stuff is is shift is the shift. But ultimately, you know, we look at someone like Brandon Belt, and that's why. Uh, for for those watching uh, on the video, I had Brandon Belt as the the cover of our of our show here, episode ninety, because he would benefit the most on the Giants to them being unable to shift the infielders past a certain level. You know, whatever it is, I don't think you can fully say shifting cannot happen. You have to say, you know, second yeah. shortstop cannot be cannot be this far over second base bag, whatever it is. Um, you know who also got shifted against heavily was Barry Bonds, and he, he seemed fine, <laughs> yeah. right? But um, but that was a different type of shift. I mean, he got shifted on, but it was more like what was that? Like maybe twenty, thirty percent of the time. We we've got batters now. I can't find the list. I saw it earlier today, but we have batters that are getting shifted against eighty-five to ninety percent of their at bats. Mm -hmm. I mean, that didn't happen when Bonds was playing. So what do you think about this whole thing? Do you think that defensive infielders should be unable to be positioned where they want? Do, do If you are a second baseman, do you have to play in the geography of, you know, uh, uh, several yards uh, north and south and east and west of where you're supposed to be positioned? Now, okay, so I'm I'm not 100% against the shift. I'm okay yeah. with it because, again, when you're talking – football, you can put any player anywhere you want. Uh, but on offense, that's on defense. But on offense, there are formations. There are things you have to do. You can't, you know, you have to cover up the tight end. Uh, you know, tight end has to cover mm -hmm. up the tackle or whoever, wide receiver. Mm -hmm. You know, there's different things you have to do. Um, in baseball, I would be fine with more banning the – uh, overloading of the outfield, the overloading of the infield, meaning shift all you want to, but you've got to have four players, doesn't matter what four players you want, on the infield dirt or closer. 
So if you're, if you're crashing on a bunt, you could start on the grass, whatever. You just can't go past the infield grass, the infield dirt. You, you, so you have to start on the dirt. As soon as the pitch is thrown, you want to run out to the outfield, go for it. I mean, you're in a bad position to make a play. Same with the, the outfield. I mean, put all three outfielders in right field if you want, mm-hmm. uh, but they still have to remain in the outfield, the outfield grass. That, mm-hmm. That's why it's called the outfield. That's why it's called the infield. So I'm okay with that, but shift all you want to. You you can overload the one side, but you just can't bring in an extra fielder to play the infield. You can't send an ex- extra fielder to play the outfield. You can't have four outfielders. Uh, that's, that's very little league, I think. So I, I'm okay with... Not banning the shift, but just mm-hmm. banning overloading outfielders and infielders. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away, specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. I remember in high school, you know, if you're playing infield, you're like, I know who's pitching. This guy's going to smoke it. Yeah. And if I have to stand in my normal position, <laughs> this baseball is going to eat me up so bad. Yeah. So I'm going to take two steps back and two steps to my left. Okay. I'll be in the, in, I'll be in the outfield grass, but basically when I do my crab walk, I'll, I'll be at the edge of the infield. <laughs> right. But I just don't want to die after this guy kills whatever's coming. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Well, it, I, and it was almost an embarrassment, right? <laughs> if you were a second baseman or a shortstop, I played second base. If I was starting in the outfield, if I was standing on the grass, that was kind of like, I'm a little afraid to <laughs> yeah. take this ball. So you better at least have a spike on the dirt if you wanted to kind of, you know, you know, keep that machismo going and say, I can take this. I can take this ground ball because I'm, yes. I'm not all the way out in the grass yet. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, okay. Here's my idea. Mm-hmm. Now, it's it's not, it's not going to happen. It doesn't work because – we don't get 14 official teams in the playoffs. Right. What we get is we get the three, uh, we get three division winners. We get, uh, 
I guess it'd have to be four wild cards, right? Is that is that how this is going to work? If there's going to be seven playoff teams, yeah, four wild cards? That's absolutely, unless they decide that they want to go with four divisions. Sure. Uh, I mean, we haven't heard any of that talk, so I'm not, right. you know, that's just... So in this theoretical vision, we take the three wild cards, mm-hmm. or I'm sorry, three division winners, and we say, you know what? Take a few days off, relax, go home, chill out, Go sit in the sauna. You know, we're, we're, you're going to have a little bit of a break. Playoffs are not going to start for you for maybe a week. For those other four teams in each division, they are going to vie for one wild card spot. And here's how you do it it's a four team round robin tournament. And I think one of the issues with doing something like that is you're like, well, where are they going to play the games? Are they just going to bounce back and forth? No, we're playing the National League tournament. We're picking two baseball destination cities. What what, what are the two cities that are not, uh, you know, maybe they don't or they aren't in the playoffs, but they drew so many fans. We're going to reward those two cities with all of these games. And there's going to be... Two games every day until we, you know, they're going to play back back to back, but you have four teams, so there'll be two games until you get to sort of, you know, where, where, where you need to get to. So sort of like a College World Series um, style-ish, in, 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 you know, with the with kind of the, the bracketing and, well, play, and round play robin. Play it there, play it in Omaha. <laughs> <laughs> with they the aluminum bats. Plenty of fans <laughs> want to see baseball down in Omaha. It's so, crazy. And the reason why I thought of this is last, I think it was last week, we talked about the premium games that Major League Baseball has. Because their season is so long, 162 games, there are not very many premium regular season games. You do have your Giants, Dodgers, you have your Cubs, Cardinals, you have your Red Sox, Yankees, and other rivalries like that. You have some interleague play where you got some fun matchups, but ultimately what baseball is missing that the NFL has in abundance is these premium games where so many people want to watch these games. And so by adding to your playoff rounds you are creating more of these premium games i want to see a tournament for the wild card winners you know because i've seen the ghost wins for <laughs> and then that that you know that's kind of goofy the, the team who becomes the wild card they may have to play three games in three days to get to the wild card they you know so you're gonna have to tax your rotation and your bullpen a little bit more um, it, you know, all of these games at some point become uh, win, win or go home, right? When, you, when you're right. playing in a round robin like that. So I want to say something like that because, one, what it does is it makes those two tournaments, which are going on sort of simultaneously, it makes everybody watching those tournaments because you want to see who's going to come out of it to be the wild card. And then if they do make the wild card, they are all of a sudden, the team in both leagues that your casual baseball fan starts rooting for because they want to see that team go on and beat these teams who were able to rest, you know, their 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 guys. I, I find stuff like that to be really, really interesting. Now, baseball is very particular in the way that they do things, so I don't think that this is something that they'll be open to. 
But man, those would be fun tournaments. You're talking about your 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 baseball fan is like, okay, we're putting everything else on hold. We're running these tournaments. One of these tournaments is um is at uh, AT and no no uh, Oracle. Nope, it's not gonna be at Oracle Park because we're yeah. gonna be in the playoffs. Yeah, gonna playoffs. It's gonna it's gonna be at Wrigley, and and this other tournament, you know, is gonna be Fenway. in uh, Fenway. Yeah. And, and let's Boston go. Sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and let's just go and and have these prime, premium event style games where the games are so awesome. meaningful. Yeah. So that 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 was my that was my idea. I, I don't I, think it's going to happen, but it's it's no. Uh, it's I absolutely really like. love that, and I'm going to write a letter. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna have you sign it, and I'm gonna send it to Manfred, and I'm gonna send it send it to. Uh, you know, the, the MLBPA. I mean, that's fantastic. Because, listen, when when we were growing up and we were playing baseball in Little League, you know, high school, travel ball, all that, what type of tournaments did we play in? We, we played in round-robin tournaments. I mean, it's yeah. not anything new to baseball. That's what you played in growing up all the way through whatever level. Um, even in college, you know, they still have round-robin tournaments at the beginning of the season sometimes. I think they kind of phase those out, but they used to have exhibition uh, before um, uh, conference play type of tournaments like that. I think that is a great idea. You're going to wear down pitching, but yeah. hey, that, win your division, right? Yeah. I mean, that that's the emphasis is winning your division because they're talking about the, the, the division winners want an advantage. There's your advantage. Yeah. You've got a fantastic advantage. Now, I have seen a lot of people complain that a lot of the players don't want too much time off. That like that first round buy that the the number one seed would get in a uh, if you have seven playoff teams in in the National League. Well, then you got that one team that's got uh, you know a buy. Now you're gonna have a couple teams with buys. So if they were fighting to win the division, and all of a sudden you lose that momentum, mm-hmm. you're home for a week or two, and then and you know whatever happens, um, that would be the only drawback I could see from that. But I like that idea. I think that's a great idea because I, I mean, how much do we love the World Baseball Classic? That's I mean, that's kind of the, the the what i was thinking about yeah so uh, the where I, I started thinking about this is uh, i was listening to the bill simmons podcast and he was talking with uh, one of his buddies and they were talking about trying to bring in some tournament style thing into it and i was like i have an idea so that's where that came from he it was influenced by that podcast but that was a little bit different from what they were talking about but yeah i i really i really want to see something like that again getting to those premium event games where people are, are just very much looking forward to them rather than game 146, you know, <laughs> yeah. night game. Well, and you and I have really softened our stance over the years, a DH runner at second base, yeah. uh, you know, an extra innings. Now uh, the traditional 162 games, bring that down. 150 sure. games, you know, I'm fine you with wanna, that. Yeah, 150 games, and then you get a, a, a two-week round-robin tournament or however long it takes to play these games. Like you said, you can play them pretty quick. Yeah. I mean, and you're, you're talking, you know, uh, four wild-card teams. You can get through a round-robin pretty quick if you just play a, a couple days in a row. But yeah, uh, the game has changed. There, we don't, there are no scheduled double-headers anymore unless it's COVID and you're playing mm-hmm. seven in each of those. So, <laughs> you know, trying to crush a bunch of games in, is kind of a hard sell for for both of the MLB and MLBPA, but I I think that's a brilliant idea. Cheers, I like it. All right, I, I all right. Speaking speaking of cheers, what, speaking what of are cheers, you drinking there? 
Well, I told you I was going to make a Paloma. Yes. Right? Well, I didn't do that because I <laughs> thought I had grapefruit Zevia and I didn't have grapefruit Zevia. So I had uh, uh, ginger ale Zevia, mm. which is very good. I really I like enjoy that. This. Yeah. So this is my mixer. Uh, Kentucky Best Ooh. Whiskey. And uh, where is it from? It's from the great Trader Joe's. Uh, it doesn't yes. say on the bottle, but it's a it's a Trader Joe, Joe's brand. Um, it's pretty good. I enjoy it. Uh, it's 40% aged four years. Uh, if you drink it straight, you're going to grow some more hair on your chest. <laughs> but if you mix it with ginger ale, it's much better. <laughs> so uh, I was telling you earlier off off the air that I had a, uh, not a frustrating day at work, just kind of a newsworthy slash busy day at work. And then now, uh, our, our, our little puppy who's, um, gosh, we've, we've had her for over a month now, uh, maybe a little bit longer, uh, maybe six weeks. She, she's been in, uh, like a training school from nine to two for like the last three weeks, Monday through Friday. And so now she's back. And so now I have to kind of manage watching her because she's not fully potty trained. Obviously, she's still a little pup. And uh, and also just, you know, kind of making sure she's getting naps and she's eating. And so, like, I'm, like, trying to focus on work and then thinking, like, okay, what does the puppy need right now? And then, okay, going back to work. <laughs> so uh, I told you, I was like, man, I just need a straight jack and something. <laughs> and I had some uh, Diet Dr. Pepper. I had a Jack and Diet Dr. Pepper watching the UFC fights uh, on nice. Saturday. So like, oh, I still got some Diet Dr. Pepper. I need to pound the Jack and diet. <laughs> it's been a long day. And it's still I still got work to do. So it's gonna oh, be a long. Man. It's gonna be a long night as well. Well, we're, we're so I've told you too. We're having our cabinets re, re, being redone. So there's stuff everywhere. So where we have our Apple TVs, and you and I are big, uh, you know, big fans of the Apple Fitness Plus. Oh yeah, I think your, your wife does it quite a bit. Yeah. Um, both my wife and I do the strength. So we've, we've started about a month, month and a half ago doing the strength training on there. We'll pick one of the programs mm-hmm. and we'll do it three times a week. Oh, nice. Yeah. So it's great because we can, on the days we're home together, we can definitely do it and it's awesome. Otherwise, we do it separately. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think she's in there doing it right now. Um, <laughs> I'm blowing her cover. But uh, so we have stuff in both of those rooms. So we've been taking the phone and bringing it into the bedroom and like, okay, I'm going to do my 30 minutes and then Mm -hmm. while they're working in there and then we'll switch. And uh, so I didn't know if I was going to get it in today. So I was going to have a decaf coffee, but I got my workout in today. Nice. And so I got my drink. So afterwards I'll be able to just chill out, not have to work out. That's all said and done. But, uh, but I keep forgetting like this is, like ginger ale and bourbon is something good on a Saturday night. Cause yeah. what happens to me on a Saturday night is I'm like, Oh, I'll just have a beer and I have a beer and I'm like, well, I'll just have another beer and I'm <laughs> bloated and I've had 24 ounces of fluid and I'm like, Oh, good Lord. So this is probably the better route to go from now on. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So, um, Crystal, she, uh, wine has started to affect her a little bit to where she wakes up and she's just mm. like, man, I got this like nasty headache hangover just from like, one glass of wine or yeah. glass and a half of wine. And also I think what happens is she's very comfortable drinking uh, like another glass because yeah. wine is so fun. Yes. So she's ta- she has, she'll take her little shot of uh, Tito's and, and uh, just, you know, regular seltzer water and, and some lemon 
And that does it for her. She's good. She's yeah. calm. She gets through the night <laughs> and she doesn't wake up all frustrated and hung over. So that sort of uh, fits, fits what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, I've noticed with wine too, it's the sulfites or the mm. sulfates or whatever is in there that uh, Denise will drink a little bit of red wine, stuffy nose immediately. Oh, wow. It turns out she's allergic to sulfur. So that kind of mixes with it. And so that that's a problem, but white minerally type of wine, no problem. That, hmm. That's the good, clean stuff. So Very yeah. interesting. Yeah. All right, so we have a little bit of a season kind of project that we're going to do. Now, some of this is influenced by the fact that there's currently no Major League Baseball going on. <laughs> True. There will be Minor League Baseball going on, though. The Minor Leagues are not being locked out. So we decided, or actually, I had an idea, and Brad was in on it, which was let's pick a couple of Minor Leaguers in the Giants farm system to just follow, like I don't, I don't necessarily track minor league baseball that closely. I, 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 re, I read uh, Melissa Lockhart from the Athletic who, who does that. But you know, if there's no baseball, we both talked about getting the minor league TV mm-hmm. uh, service. And it, you know, even if I don't get it, even if there is baseball, it is so easy to track uh, minor league baseball now from when we were younger because there's just websites and you know you can track. Twitter and everything. So we're going to pick two players each, one pitcher and one everyday player. And we will periodically update how that player is doing throughout the year. So do you want to go and uh, tell the good people who your two players are that you will track this year? I do. So, and kind of what we stuck with too, is I, it looks like we both tried to stay away from 40 man roster minor leaguers because we want to track these guys through the minors. So we know that these guys are going to be in the minors the entire season. Uh, Most likely barring any kind of miraculous something happening. Uh, So I went pitcher and uh, position player, my pitcher. I went with Kyle Harrison. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's being looked at all over the place. Um, and kind of tracked by a lot of different magazines. Um, and it's, it's because he's he's 20, 20 year old prospect for the Giants who has had a, a tremendous start to his his career, very, very high upside. Uh, has only pitched in San Jose. He was uh, in 2020, he was around three draft pick by the Giants, number 85 overall. Um, and he has a, a, had a 3.19 ERA in uh, San Jose last year. Lowey. He was four and three, uh, 98 and two thirds innings. He had 157 strikeouts. Now in low A, I mean, that, 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 that's great. It's very good in low A. If you're a high prospect, that's not uh, unexpected, but that is still tremendous. 98 and two-thirds innings, 157 strikeouts, 52 walks in those 98 innings. So a little bit of a control issue. His whip was 1.4. So I'll be be tracking him this year. He's uh, probably going to start high A, I would imagine, starting out of Eugene this year. Mm -hmm. Um, So we'll kind of keep an eye on him. And that's my first pick. I'll let you go with your first pick yeah so for pitchers i mean you know these are the top two prospects in the whole organization you got harrison and i have to take bednar right like that's kind of the the guy um i think both of them are going to be very fun to look at bet i hope bednar is in san jose because if he is then i will uh i will be able to watch him but 
I don't know what his track is going to be because, you know, he's a college guy. So it's not like he's got to, you know, it would make sense if he also started in high A. Imagine both of those guys in that rotation at Eugene. That would be pretty amazing. Oh, yeah. And I, and I can't imagine they're going to be sticking around there too long. No. Uh, probably end up in Richmond shortly after that. Um, you know, maybe even move around together. Who knows? And, and this could be the the uh, Bumgarner Lincecum duo down the line, the yeah. uh, Lincecum Kane duo down the line for us. Um, you you know, these guys thought, are going to be say a... Jonathan Sanchez. Mm, no, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, with Kyle Harrison's walks, I don't know. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> sorry, Kyle. No, sorry. <laughs> uh, so my second pick, uh, position player, I went with Hunter Bishop. And we all want to see a full season out of Hunter Bishop, 2019, round one, number 10 overall, picked by the Giants um, after the you know, debacle of the 2018 season from the giants. Uh, so 2019, they got that number 10 pick. Um, Hunter Bishop is, he's a tough one because he is, uh, now 23 years old. While, while Kyle Harrison is 20. How old is Bednar? 19, 20. Uh, you know, uh, he might be 21. Hold on. Let me, okay. let me look him up. Um, yeah, so for Hunter Bishop, he's 23 years old, really hasn't had a full season. Uh, 2019, when he was drafted, uh, he ended up playing, f- uh, you know, for, for uh, Air- the Arizona League, uh, rookie ball, and then the North- Northwest League, short A, uh, only ended up in 32 games because he was uh, drafted out of college. Um Really only had a 229 average in 2019. Then 2020, we had the minor league wipeout, no minor league games. 2021, got hurt, only played in 16 games, hit 133 um, for three different teams. Uh, Of course, he was in the Arizona Fall League, um, played for the San Jose Giants, played for Eugene. Um, So, you know, two games in San Jose, three games in Eugene. So we're looking to see what Hunter Bishop can do. I I think everybody wants to see this guy succeed, Um, you know, with a high pick like that, a number 10 pick overall and 23 years old. This is kind of, I hate to even say it, but it's kind of a make or break season. I think it is. Yeah. If he hits in the low 200s, uh, 23 going into 24 years old and plays in a full season, uh, that could be uh, just very damaging for his future. I don't see that happening, though. Um, the Giants have a, a very good minor league system, very good uh, minor league philosophy. I think they're going to be able to take him through the ranks. Um, I, I, if, if I have to predict where he's going to begin, probably in Eugene. So you could end up seeing, you know, all three of our picks so far in Eugene. Uh, which you means to we're going to be some of those games. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and from what I saw, minor league baseball TV last year was only like twenty bucks for the entire season. Oh my god! Yeah. So I mean, if that's the case, I'm in. We're I'm going in. in. Yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah. in 100. Yeah, I'll be watching those games for sure. Uh, okay, so my last pick. I think this one is is interesting. I mean, it it, it it's a gimme. Uh, the number one prospect in the entire organization, Marco Lucky Luciano. Now, do we think that he is going to move up to Richmond, or do you think he also starts in Eugene? Because he ended the season in Eugene, and he struggled a little bit, but um, I kind of wonder if they push him 
but he's still so young. So yeah. by the by the way, Bednar's twenty one. He won't be 21. twenty okay. twenty two until June. So I remember twenty one. <laughs> <laughs> so long ago. I, I knew you when I was twenty one. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> that was a while ago. Um yeah, I would. You know what? I think it kind of depends on what he does. Uh, he's gotten a couple of hard knocks in some sim games so far yeah. in, in minor league spring training. So it depends on when they go up against other teams. Um, you know what he does, how he looks. I would say Eugene probably. Um, that Eugene team's going to be pretty. We're going to have to. I'm. I, and what, oh, we talked about opening day last week, so I'm going to have to get in very early on that. I'm very intrigued with this team. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, th- th- I I would say probably high A. Uh, I'd be, I mean, you know, it'd be a, it'd be a nice development if he started uh, in Richmond, but uh, he'd have to. I think he'd have to have a huge spring. Yeah, yeah. All right. So last topic, which we teased in the beginning of this, which is the fact that Apple TV is now in with Major League Baseball. Apple TV. As far as I know, this is their first sports live sports deal, correct? Uh, I believe so. I don't think I've seen anything else. And I, I watched the whole um, Apple event today because I love watching those. They're just fun. While I'm working, I've got it on the background. But when they started talking about that, I went, what? And I looked over and there's the splash screen and we see one B-craw on the screen <laughs> making a backhanded play. It was awesome. I mean, that's who they used for their... For their big splash, they better. They're from that. Cupertino, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they they know their fan base. Yeah, um, yeah. I believe that this is their first. I don't even think they've had any fights. I mean, you would know that. I I don't think I've I've ever seen any UFC, any boxing. I mean, no, nothing I don't on think Apple so. TV Plus. I think uh, this is the first thing, unless you know there may be some in internationally that that we don't know about. But I, as far as I know, yeah. All no, right, this is. Go ahead. Oh, no, no. I was just going to say, were were you going to explain like what's going on with it and everything? So I was going to share Mm -hmm. the article that uh, is on the Apple website. So um, the here, here's what we get with this deal. Obviously lockout has to end. (laughs) Yeah. We got Um, baseball to have baseball. (laughs) So it's a Friday night baseball, a weekly doubleheader with live pre and post game shows that will be available to fans in eight countries exclusively on Apple TV Plus as soon as the season begins. This is what I like. MLB Big Inning, a live show featuring highlights and look-ins airing every weeknight during the regular season. Now, why is, this cool. impo- why is this important? You and I grew up on baseball tonight. Mm-hmm. If it was 2 o'clock in the morning, if it was 10 o'clock in the morning... There was a good chance that if you turned on ESPN2, you could figure out what happened in that evening's baseball night. Yeah. We don't have that anymore. There's a, I think this MLB beginning may also be an MLB TV thing that I've, uh, I've never watched. I know DAZN did one before that did not, uh, it did not last very long. So this is uh, a big thing for me because I, I, I wish, other sports did this. Now, um, NFL Countdown came back with uh, Chris right. Berman and uh, Fred. Uh, what was his name? What was Berman's partner's name? 
Oh, uh, I can see him. Yeah, the former linebacker from the Denver Denver uh, Broncos. I forget his name. But because of the pandemic, he went home and Booger McFarland was Berman's partner. And I was like, ah, you know, I'm kind of out on 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 Boog. But, um, you know, we don't we don't really have like the NBA doesn't have this either unless there's a TNT game or an ESPN game. And then you can sort of see the highlights. This is what I've been wanting for a long time. I want to be able to pop something up. I, if I missed, you know, what happened that day, I want to see all the highlights. And so the other thing that's really cool is in U.S. and in Canada, there's a 24-7 live stream with MLB game replays, uh, replays, news and analysis, highlights, classic games, and more, as well as a full complement of on-demand programming. So to me they are really going after a certain type of baseball fan, which I sort of feel like fits you and I, like you and I, you know, we both have, um, you know, you're, you're able to get us subscriptions to MLB TV, but still that is like a giant, uh, it's like a giant ask. It's almost like too big. I guess I get intimidated to think, Oh God, I have all these games to watch. Which one do I want to put on? (laughs) And I end up going like, Oh, I'm I maybe none. Yeah. But if I can just throw on a channel and it's like I'm just gonna show you the thing that's on, and if you want to go from this thing to this other thing to this other thing, like <laughs> and just give me a couple options, I'm in. And I feel yeah. like it's gonna be such a great product. So I'm super excited with Apple TV Plus's uh, Friday Night Baseball. So so now MLB Network does a good job with if they're not showing a game. They have the three or four people in the studio and they'll do live look-ins in games and they'll talk about techniques, you know, uh, backhand and ground ball. Harold Reynolds will start to talk about why he should have done this instead of this, blah, blah, blah. That's good. After that, there's MLB Quick Pitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I think it's uh, usually hosted by Heidi Watney. That's a good show. It's too fast. Mm. Not not enough highlights, not deep enough to the point where after about 15 minutes, you, you they, they've shown all the games and then they just kind of roll through them again and they'll do that all night long. And you're like, I, that's not enough content for me. I need something more. So that's why I'm hoping this Apple TV kind of fills that void to the point where it's like, here's a maybe maybe even like a 20 minute condensed game of this game and then a 20 minute condensed game of the next game and just keep doing that through because in 20 or 30 minutes you can kind of tell the story of how a game went um so it's going to be what two friday night games yep live now as a 4k tv owner and a apple tv 4k owner as well he's Games better be in 4K, man. Because so the, <laughs> the only thing that they said is fans will be able to watch marquee games on Friday nights free from local broadcast restrictions, which is kind of a big deal. Now, what does that mean if Crook and Kipe are hanging out on N- NBC Sports Bay Area? Does the Apple TV broadcast just grab Crook and Kipe, or do they have their own announcers? I would assume they just grab Crook and Kipe. That's hard to say because that's an NBC thing. 
Um, right. but, you know but who also, I can ask? You know who we can ask? Who's that? Our good friend oh, Darren Chan. I was going to say. I may send him a text and see I if think, we can get an answer. Yeah, I think we're going to have to do it because this says exclusively. So it just means that they are just showing these games on Apple TV. So if the Giants and I, I can't imagine they would take a Giants-Dodger game and put it on Apple TV Plus because you would piss off a lot of people. <laughs> but if you did that, then that game is not on NBC Sports Bay Area. So that's going to be the tricky part. I, I, I really want to see how this plays out. because So here's the other cool thing, too. You know, you and I are both deeply entrenched in the Apple universe. Yes. Uh, not everybody's a big fan of it. Sure. And that's fine. Everybody's got their own thing. But... Hey, on the phone, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to be able to watch the games there, and that's a big phone because I'm blind. So <laughs> I, I got the I got the big boy, um, and then iPads, yeah, uh, Apple TV. So so having that having that highlight show too is really cool because then when I'm just laying in bed before I go to bed, I don't have to turn on a TV. I don't have to turn on Directv, turn on to the right channel. I got it on the big 60 inch TV. Oh, wife's trying to sleep. Pop in the headphones, turn on the TV, or turn on the uh, the phone, good to go. So that's going to be the nice thing, the portability of having that. And also the games, too, because uh, I think they're also realizing now people aren't just sitting in front of their TVs. Yes. No, they're out. They're doing different things. Maybe you're at a different sporting event and you want to check in on a baseball game that's on the Apple TV. Cool. You can do that on your phone. So, yeah. I have a suggestion for anybody it doesn't have to be apple it doesn't have to be uh cambiar though, though it could be i want that we are busy people not mm-hmm. because we are any different than anybody else but right. work we have families we have our own hobbies and passions and so sometimes there are you know we may catch an inning of a giants game we may catch three innings of a Giants game on a Wednesday night because of all the stuff that we're doing. And, you know, maybe we'll get a chance to watch some of it late or in the morning. I would like a two, both an audio and a video podcast feed per team. Exactly what you said earlier, which is like this recap, this 20 minute recap. If you have the time for 20 minutes, I want it in a podcast feed so I can pop it up. Boom. I have 20 minutes. I want to watch exact everything that happened. Yeah. Or an audio feed in a podcast feed of the radio post-game show that we talked to Darren about. This is the rap. Let's put the rap in a in a morning podcast so that, you know, throw an ad on, on the front. Throw an ad in the middle. I'll listen to it. I won't even fast forward it. <laughs> Throw an ad in the back and give me Crook and Kipe and, and Miller and Flem doing their rap show so I can hear the highlights, so I can hear what I missed. It's yeah. like, you know, there, there's so much opportunity with with uh, media. And uh, I feel like, you know, it, it is some extra work. I don't want to give Darren more work to do because they're going to be like, Darren, can you cut up these highlights? Can you cut up the rap and put it in a podcast? No, like Darren doesn't have to do this. Let's find an no. intern to do this. Um, but I just want more access to stuff because we have Apple TVs and we have phones and we have the ability of YouTube, all these different things. But I still feel like I don't have the exact way that I want 
this media to come to me. So th- those are my two ideas. Yeah, I like on MLB.com. A lot of times, you know, uh, before we do the podcast, because we do it once a week, and and so during the season when they're playing baseball and there's no lockout, uh, we're covering six games yeah. usually, six or seven games sometimes. Um, so going to MLB.com and just being able to watch the condensed versions of the games, but they're five minutes. Yeah. five minutes is highlights it's not a condensed version of a game a condensed version of a game is 20 to 30 minutes um and i want to spend that time sometimes i want to watch a key at bat Mm -hmm. Uh, you know base is loaded and uh you know here comes brandon belt i want to see every pitch i don't want to just see the money pitch the, the 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 ball hit in play so um I mean, God, is there a way, you know, could you imagine if there was a way that you could tailor it, you could go through the list of every action at bat that happened, highlight them all, and you get to watch every pitch of that at bat. Then you get a real feel for the game and how it happened. It's like a video game in a sense. Like if you play the show and you're playing like, um, you know, the, the, my player, uh, the road to the show. Mm Mm-hmm. And in between at bats, you're seeing what happens on the screen before your next at bat comes. Like imagine being able to go, okay, I want to stop here. Uh, you know, if there is a rally, if there is a scoring opportunity, I want to watch the pitch that is hit into play for every at bat. Like there's stuff like that that you could do that we should be able to do. Now, it takes a lot of work cuz they they you know to cut up highlights and to do all that stuff. It's not easy. I'm yeah. sure you could I'm sure you can automate that in in some way. Yeah. Uh, probably costs probably a, a little bit of money, but a lot, a lot of heavy coding which yeah. I don't do. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, we we we're throwing these ideas out there just because we are uh you know, we want to be able to follow our yeah. teams and follow the sport in 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 the best way that we possibly can. So well, just, we, well, we are a key generation, a key demographic of baseball's audience. I mean, we're, we're in our forties. I mean, yeah, we're we're kind of we're kind of young for the baseball yeah. audience. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm still in my forties. I'm hanging on to that. So, so we're in our forties, and 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 we grew up in the eighties and watching the game grow into the nineties, into the steroid era, into the home runs, into the revived pitching era. After that, um, we've seen a lot of baseball and we want to continue to watch baseball. And I kind of feel like it's, uh, it's being pointed towards the kids. Like, well, how can we bring in this next generation? How can we, let's make some bigger bases. Let's uh, have a pitch clock. Let's uh, ban the shift. Let's do this. Let's do that. Um, I'm on board with some of that stuff. I, I don't mind it, but you and I are also considered to be technologically advanced. Mm-hmm. So, so we would like to, I would love to use that technology that's out there to be able to enjoy my sport. Um, I, I tell you during Rams games, uh, you know, the NFL, I am all over Twitter during the game, watching different things, reading different things, seeing different things. And then afterwards, the amount of wrap up of video of different you know stuff from the field shot field level and this and that and i I consume all of that for two or three days afterwards but you're talking about one game a week yep you have then six days to consume that uh with baseball you don't so so let me 
you know, g- give me something the next day. The Giants don't play till 6.30, 6.45 at night. I've got the day. Uh, give me some stuff. Give me yeah. some content. Let, let me, don't, don't just give me this, you know, I, okay. I, how many times am I going to watch this guy hit a, 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 a you know, bases loaded double? Uh, you know, I'm going to see it a million times. So. Yeah. Yeah. I got this second screen thing going on in my office where it's just kind of background noise for yeah. me. And that's probably where that 24 seven channel is just going to exist on, yeah, on my yeah. machine. But that, that, that there is some, you know, there's some real estate there. People, yeah. you can, you can get some stuff going. <laughs> Let us there. use it, man. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right. We're going to give you back a few minutes of your day. We're going to cut oh. this a little bit short. Oh, I got one more breaking news. Oh, go for it. It happened today. MLB the show 22 announced new announcers. Oh, wow. For the upcoming game. Yeah. So as you know, Matt Vaskersian has been the the lead broadcaster in MLB The Show since 2006. Wow. Uh, and it kind of leaked out a little bit today, and then they threw out a little teaser. And uh, so Cubs announcer, and you've also seen him, I think, do ESPN Sunday Night Baseball. John Boog Shiambi uh, is going to be doing games now with Chris Singleton, hmm. um, which I always enjoy. They're, they're actually a pretty good combo. Uh, so those guys are Orioles outfielder, uh, Orioles and also white Sox. um, for the A's too, where might, might have even played with the Cubs too. Um, yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's played for quite a few teams. I want to say he was in the giants minor league system, but I'm probably wrong on that. Uh, white Sox. He he played three years for the white Sox. One year for the Orioles, one year for the A's. And then one year for the Rays. Okay. So who did he get drafted by? Drafted by the Astros and then uh, did not play for the Astros in 1990. So out of high school, then drafted by the Giants in the second round in 1993. Never played at, uh, never, never played for us in the bigs. We're, we're, I wonder how he. I knew that there was a little Giants tie in there somewhere, but yeah. What about his minor league career here? Um, yeah, I can't find it. Yeah, so those guys. Let's see. They they've recorded over three hundred and fifty hours and forty five thousand lines of commentary. Um, you know, it is MLB the show, so there's a chance we're going to hear the same line five times <laughs> before we hear something else. The way I like to play it, I don't know if you know, but when I'm playing Road to the Show, um, if I'm in the minors, I turn off the commentary. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I don't want any broadcasters. I just want minor league sounds. Then when I get to the bigs, turn all that on. Because mm. then you're like, well, now you're on TV. Now you're mm. playing every night in front of a crowd. So when I'm in the minors, I turn it off. It's a, like an extra uh, a carrot to chase there, you know? So he played four, it looks like four minor league seasons with Giants. So uh, from 93 to 97, he played in San Jose. So he was there when we were there. 93, yeah, believe, 94, yeah. 95 in San Jose. In 96, he was with Shreveport oh, and okay. so Phoenix. Yep. And then he was traded to the New York Yankees for the great 
Charlie Hayes, who the Giants also drafted in the 80s. Yes, that's right. (laughs) Charlie Hayes. And some cash. Charlie Hayes was a uh, third baseman, right? Yes. Yep. He played for, he ended up playing for Colorado as well. He played for Colorado. I think that's where he had his best years. At least his uh, best statistical years were in Colorado. Played for Philadelphia, Colorado, New York, um, back to New York. Then San Francisco. He actually played two years with us in the late nineties. I, re- I, I barely remember that. And he was actually pretty darn good in one of those seasons, 1998, 366 ABs hit 268, 351 on base, 12 jacks and 62 RBIs. Charlie Hayes. There you go. And then he finished his career with Milwaukee and then Houston in 2000. Yeah, the Giants trade okay. the Giants drafted him in the 4th round in 83. Wow. There you go. All right, are well, are you buying the show? What's the deal with the show? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I'm with I'm you. really enjoying Super Mega Baseball 3. Yeah. I'm having fun with that. I think the next thing that I buy is probably Gran Turismo 7. Mm. I love racing games. I love yeah. that game especially. But that is also 70 bucks right now. Ooh, stiff. So I'm just kind of waiting. Yeah. I got right. plenty, of other, plenty of other games to play. All right. Thank <laughs> you for listening. If you have not done so, um, subscribe to the audio version of this show wherever you listen to your podcast. Search for us at Thompson, the, the the word Thompson, the name Thompson, the number two, and then Clark. And if you are listening to us through some sort of podcast app or feed, rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. That helps us get into the rankings. I think we were, I, I like, look, I look at our rankings and like there's some random countries where we're like the fifth most listened to podcast, hey. baseball podcast. Whatever it's country like, that is, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah. And then, uh, and then follow us on social media at Thompson, the number two, and Clark, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and our Facebook group as well. So, for Brad, I am Double G. We will see you. Have we determined your future podcasting schedule? Well, I'm off next week, uh, so we'll have to figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll, 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 we'll have to bring yeah. in some guests and, and, and all that stuff. We need to give Brad a break, too. Plus, when, <laughs> when we're apart... Then we look so much forward to doing the show the next time. Take a break. Well, and, and maybe because we've been doing a, a show regularly, baseball's like they got it covered. We don't. <laughs> we don't need to come back. Brad and Garrett have this whole thing anchored down. So if we take exactly. a break, they'll be like, "Oh my god!" Exactly. This is why we need to get back together. Yeah, I'll I'll find some folks to to pitch in. Maybe we'll we'll ask uh, some of our former guests who have joined us. And I will ask them to jump in and, and help out while while Brad gets some well-deserved family time and relaxation. All right, uh, we'll uh, we'll be back soon-ish, sometime in the very near future. Uh, for Brad, I'm Double G. We'll see you when we see you. Peace out. Peace. Hey guys, this is Al Galdi from the Al Galdi Podcast. In case you didn't know, the show that you're listening to right now, as well as my show, is part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. 
BlueWire was founded in 2018 on the concept that independent podcasts would be more successful if they worked together. Today, BlueWire has grown to feature 300 shows led by former athletes, media professionals, and passionate fans. Over the past few years, BlueWire has privately raised over $10 million to expand its team podcast network and business operations. Now, BlueWire is raising another round on WeFunder. WeFunder is a crowdfunding service that connects startups with investors. It's a cool platform that gives everyone the opportunity to be a part of a growing startup. You can invest for as little as $100. In other words, you don't have to be a millionaire to invest in cool companies on WeFunder. BlueWire is raising money to expand its sales team and improve operations, which in turn will help this show continue to grow. If you would like to be a part of the Blue Wire Investment Round or want to find out more information, go to wefunder.com slash bluewire. That's wefunder.com slash bluewire.